Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is a podcast from Minute Media. The first ever Ryan Poles draft is in the books, and let's be honest, congratulations to Ryan Poles. He made day three so damn interesting, trading back and back and back, and the Bears ending up with just a huge haul of players. No one knows if any of these guys are going to be any good from Braxton Jones who seems to be a fit on the offensive line. Dominique Robinson, interesting high-end talent, switching from receiver to edge rusher, and a lot of people thinking that that was a steal. Zach Thomas, another offensive lineman. Tristan Ebner, who's going to be a special teams contributor, maybe a third down back. The Illinois kid, Doug Kramer coming over. What's up, big Doug? Feeling like... uh, my buddy Ed Obradovich, ILL, and his buddy Doug Buffon, Doug Kramer. And then another offensive lineman, Jatiri Carter. Have no idea, but okay. And then you ended up with Elijah Hicks, a defensive back, and Trenton Gill. Four offensive linemen, three defensive backs, one edge, one wide receiver in Valus Jones, who his conversation, crying on the phone when Flus and Poles called him, that was awesome. I recommend that one on the Bears YouTube. Um, Velas is kind is is uh, the player that I am most excited about in this draft, and and the Bears apparently overdrafted him. But let's see if you're the genius there, Ryan Poles, and comparing him, not willing to compare him, but mentioning the name Tyreek Hill. Okay, that's what you see for Velas, super fast and can use him all over the field. That'd be sweet. Uh, and then a punter. So, all right, we need a punter, Trenton Gill, uh, Pat O'Donnell, one of my all-time favorite Bears of the last decade, now up in Green Bay. All right, so what we're going to do here is I'm going to bring in my buddy, Patrick Schmidt, and we did a live show on Friday night, and so we're going to play that back to you here. Friday night, the first round of the draft, and some serious meltdowns going on uh, with the Bears starting out with two defensive players before they got to Valus. Uh, it's a good listen. Little uh, check out the YouTube if you haven't already, and please subscribe to Windy City Chicago Bears YouTube, where we are doing live shows every Monday at five. The Windy City Bears podcast, first ever Ryan Poles draft, starts right now. Showtime. I'm calling this the official start of the Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus. Justin Fields. Last year didn't even happen. Last year did 
not happen as we sit here with the Bears on the clock getting ready for what's going to be the greatest reaction to the history in the history of the Chicago Bears. Okay. Apparently, the Bears have selected, as I just went live, cornerback Kyler Gordon. Patrick Schmidt's going to join me in any moment now, I'm assuming, and in two minutes, and we will get his reaction, our college football expert, to Kyler Gordon, a cornerback, which is what, honestly, I'm almost about to walk back what I just said. Maybe not the greatest moment in Chicago Bears history, but all right. I wanted a receiver. I had a million on the board. I wanted an offensive lineman, but they went for a corner, and let's be honest, the Bears have a zillion needs. Corner is one of them. And here comes Kyler from Washington, uh, 5'11 and a half, 194 pounds, nine inches and one quarter on the hands, so an average hand at best. Top 25 ranked quarterback nationally in high school. Thank God for that. He racked up more than 1,300 yards from scrimmage as a senior, redshirted in 2018, all Pac-12 honors in each of his last two seasons. 13 games, four starts in 2019, 32 tackles, four breakups, played in all four games. He was voted, uh, and him along with also UW corner Trent McDuffie, as the first team all Pac-12 defenders, of course, McDuffie going to the Chiefs last night. All right, uh, Lance Zerline's giving him a a 6.31 rating, which means he'll be an eventual starter, according to NFL.com. Let's read the analysis cornerback who comes with an elite high performance engine but a gps still in the process of loading okay fine some 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 growth needed gordon's dynamic athletic qualities will show up in testing but more importantly they're all over his tape his blend of play strength and explosive burst affects the passing game from press off man and zone coverages he plays with an alpha demeanor gotta love that and hitting is definitely part of his overall package i like dudes who hit Gordon lacks polish, don't care about that. We can work on the polish and needs to play with better route recognition and anticipation. Okay, he's got to learn. That's why he's in the second round. But if those elements click, his ball production could be near the top of the league as one of the top playmakers in the game. Okay, Ryan Poles, I am with you. I am in love with you. And let's go. That's everything I just read there excited the hell out of me. In fact, I think I might have felt something move. Strengths, well-equipped to play cornerback or nickel. Beautiful. We're going we're gonna to be in the dime half the time with the new Bears defense, so great. Corner or nickel. Possesses dynamic athleticism. I like the word dynamic. That excites you too, right? Size and strength are prominent in his play. Fluidity buoyed by harmony of hips and feet. I love a good fluidity in my hips and feet. And other things, fully capable from press and off coverages, pattern matches, and undercuts the breaks. Okay, so he's seeing what's happening. Decisive and explosive in reactive moments, movements. Okay, again, a dude who makes his decision and goes. That's what Eberflus wants. Consistently targets playmaking angles on most throws. Okay, let's get some breakups going on. Plant and drive juice is on a different level. That's exciting. All right, let's get to the weaknesses. Actually, let's read up. Let's read three more strengths. I'm in no hurry here before we get to 48. Times downfield, uh, times downfield ball search to receivers' eyes. That is an elite skill that cannot be taught. That's excellent. Will be highly disruptive as a run blitzer from the slot. Who the hell doesn't love a cornerback who can get to the quarterback? That's awesome. 
plays with a dog mentality and strikes with aggression. Okay. Okay, Ryan Dampoles. Um, all of that is fantastic. Now let's okay, here are the weaknesses. Not a lot of them. Still working on the technical aspects of the position. Instincts are average. Okay, fine. He doesn't need his instincts because he works so damn hard. And let's read you a couple other of his weaknesses before I bring in Patrick Schmidt. Coverage can get a little too cute at times. That's easily work on a ball. Needs to limit his latch and ride hands underneath. Okay, fine. That can be coached. Doesn't fully trust his eyes just yet. That'll come with time. Misses too many tackles after the catch. That's concerning. Uh, but let's work on tackling. And we'll need to balance urgency with patience. As I bring him, there he is, my guy, Patrick Schmidt my partner on the Windy City Chicago Bears podcast, Mondays at 5. Go on our YouTube stream. Get yourself a Justin Fields jersey. Enter our sweepstakes. Schmitty, here we go. 38 is our first ever draft pick with Ryan Poles. We have our guy. Welcome to the Chicago Bears, Kyler Gordon. What do you think? I'm a little... This, this oh. happens every year with the Bears. It's like we get so hyped and excited for the draft and... We think the best case scenarios and we we fall in love with these wide receivers and other such positions and then they'd go and do something like this and you know it's nothing against Kyler Gordon it's just you now how is this going to help Justin Fields be better um and he's not um how is this going to help uh you know this offense go from really terrible to you know decent um and it doesn't um, quarterback is a need, and I even alluded to this when we did our mock on the show last Monday, and I said, hey, Roger McCreary from Auburn is a guy that could be the guy uh, at 39, and it's the same position, just a different guy. So it's like I was almost bracing myself to be disappointed for, for Ryan Poles to not take a wide receiver, to not take an offensive lineman, and I don't know, but I I, I, pre I prefaced the, the quarterback pick last week when I said, you know, they're probably going to take or they could take Roger McCreary if they think there's enough wide receivers on the board where they could wait to take a wide receiver until their second pick in the second round. And hopefully that's the case that they come back and they get a, a wide receiver with with the second pick in the second round and, and even double up with a, you know, one in the third round or, or on day three. But Kyler Gordon, and I said this last night on the uh, the the show we were doing yesterday across on Stacking the Box, the, the, the big crossover episode uh, with Trent McDuffie, and I was saying, you know, Washington develops cornerbacks. Uh, they've all been pretty good in college. They all do a lot of things well. The Pac-12, they throw the ball a lot. So Kyler Gordon and those cornerbacks, they are tested frequently. They know how to flip the hips and backpedal and, you know, play in all sorts of different schemes. This was just not a, a guy that I thought was going to be in the Bears' plans in the mix. Um, solid player, solid prospect. You were you were listing out the strengths and weaknesses. He's a, he's a top forty talent. It's right in line with how the board is falling out. I was just all day and really all week <laughs> trying to talk myself into into Christian Watson, and then he goes at the the top of the second round. So okay, there's there's one off the list. And George Pickens and Alec Pierce and Sky Moore and John Mechie, they're still on the board. We'll see if one or two of those guys will still be on the board when the Bears are back on the clock later this round. But my first, my gut instinct is like, I'm not 
I, I'm I'm a little underwhelmed, I guess. I'm not necessarily disappointed. It's just not the home run that I was kind of hoping it to be. Might be a, a solid stand-up double. You pair him up with Jalen Johnson, and now I'm I'm going through the seven stages of grief here. Not necessarily grief, but like now I'm like talking myself into it. Um, you pair him up against Jalen Johnson, another second round pick out of the Pac-12 in Utah. Um, both these guys have some good length. You got to defend the pass. The Bears don't have a great pass rush um, with with Khalil Mack gone, Robert Quinn. Maybe he gets traded tonight, tomorrow, this weekend before the season starts. Either way, I don't think he's going to match 18 and a half sacks again. So you got to stop the pass. You're in a division with Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I can talk myself into this, but I'm going to stop talking for now. No, I, I listen, keep going. I, yeah. I've talked myself into it. Look, they've got yeah. needs all over the board. And sure. to me, to, to me, this reeks of best player available. And I mean, everything that I, NFL.com is, is talking about this dude being elite, that he can absolutely get there. So that, you know, Hey, take a big swing, go for, if, I mean, if, if you end up with an elite cornerback, that's a hell of a pick. Um, and right. So now you're, you, you've got him pair with, with Jermaine Johnson and you're, you're, you're in a, such a better spot now. And also, I think they had to have – I mean, come on, Ryan Poles. This is not rocket science. You size up what wide right receivers are there. You size up who's going to go between 39 and 48. And I, I think you – or I suppose offensive line as well. And and you you make that pick here and you help out Justin Fields. I mean, I, that's got to be how they, how they went about it here. We think that Gordon is elite. We think that this receiver is going to be here. If not, this one will or these – you know, they're, they're – they, you know they've got them all close together, and I, the the overall philosophy, which I think that's happening right now, is that the Bears are taking the best player available, which to me is the right philosophy. I know that we got to help Justin Fields. I know we got to help him bad. Uh, that nothing else really matters. I get all of that, but we do have five more picks to go here, and and maybe and maybe more depending on if they trade down. What's your sense on that, Schmitty? Do you think do you think we're staying? How? We're, what's your guess? Well, well, first point, taking the best player available is always yeah. the best strategy. You're, you're never going to be wrong by taking the best player. Um, drafting by need, needs change quickly. You always want to take the best player. So right on with you there. And if Kyler Gordon was the best player available when they were on the clock, I applaud Ryan Poles and the Bears scouting and the, you know everybody involved in making that decision. So that's great. You know, good athlete. Uh, a shade under six feet, about a buck ninety-five. He'll probably come in at about two hundred pounds or so. Think he could be a above-average starter. You know, I think he's got. You know, he's probably a shade below Jalen Johnson coming out of, of Utah. I think this. I think this is good. You know, I, I like it. You know, it, it's going to be fine. Um, but I'm just anticipating a lot of Bears fans uh, being disappointed that they didn't take a wide receiver here because. That's all we've been talking about and all we've been thinking about, but a uh, solid player. And to your second point, will the Bears trade down? I would not be surprised. Um, like you said, Bears have a lot of holes and few picks to fill those holes. So obviously no first-round pick. The first-round pick was used to, to get Justin Fields. Um, we love that. Great move. Let's support Justin Fields now. Get Kyler Gordon. Okay, what are they going to do? They got the pick for Khalil Mack. We all hoped we could get more for Khalil Mack besides just that two. 
So the best way to do that is to move down. Maybe you get an extra three or a four, or maybe even a pick in next year's draft, which you know I would definitely be on board with. Um, but yeah, getting more picks, giving Ryan Poles more lottery tickets to to try and hit a winner. Um, if he thinks next year's draft is going to be better, um, just to kind of pay it forward here. If, if a team is a little bit eager to give up something in the future to get something now, which is what Bears fans are used to uh, so many times trading up and up and up and sacrificing the future for the now. So I'd be fine with it, provided these receivers, if they're hoping to get Pickens or Pierce or Moore or Mechie with this second round pick, if all those guys are off the board when they're on the clock here later in the second round, I definitely think trading down is going to be the play. Move down in the second round or pick up a, a, a three, a four, a two next year. I think some quantity is going to be a big time need here because like you said, there is a, a, a number of holes on this roster, a dearth of young impact ascending talent on this team. So the draft is the best way to do that. Really the only way to do that in the NFL, uh, because you're not going to trade for guys like AJ Brown. Uh, that doesn't happen every very often. And then we saw, saw it twice last night with Hollywood Brown going too. So yeah, short answer would not be opposed to trading down provided that cloud of four receivers I mentioned are all off the board. All right. Um, I'm reading one tweet from our guy, Ryan Heckman, uh, who does great work over at the Windy City. He, and he is saying that, th that uh, Kyler Gordon did not allow one damn touchdown in the last two seasons. So that's a good number, right? <laughs> so, yeah, zero is, zero is always good. And he was a solid recruit. And Washington gets great quarterbacks. They coach him up. Um, he, he's, he's a good player. It's just getting off that. I not sticker shock is not the right word, but getting off that, um, expectation or anticipation or hope that wide receiver offensive playmakers would be the pick, but they got another pick to go here and you know, they were still going to need a quarterback, even if they took a wide receiver here. So yeah, there's positives here. Hopefully he can develop into a, a, a nice stud like we've seen with, with Jalen Johnson here. And he'd be one of the, the top young quarterbacks in the league. And if so, this might be the best Bears cornerback tandem we've seen, gosh, since Pita and Nathan Vasher were together. There we go. Now you got me excited. I, yeah. I'm just I mean, I'm just uh getting our link back out here on on Twitter, Schmidt is because apparently some somehow um Somebody did something wrong, but anyway, we're we're rolling here. Jump on in with my guy Patrick Schmidt. I, listen, we're we're learning at a at a at a little bit of call it a snail's pace right now as to how Ryan Poles thinks, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But so I I I do get like you know someone's first reaction to. Uh, like, oh my, are you kidding me? Hey, is this, is this, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to go Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy part two, but don't you understand that the number one thing is the quarterback and anything you do that's not about the quarterback is not a good decision, but let's just, let's let them, let's let them make the entire way through the draft here and see how it all plays out. But I, again, just here, let me read you the ESPN th deal. Gordon has average height, bulk, and arm strength. His top-end speed appears to be good on tape, but he ran a disappointing 40 time at the Combine. 
I don't care about what he ran at the combine. You know, like that's that doesn't freak me out. He flashes the ability to get early jumps on the ball, but gambles too much and gets his eyes stuck in the backfield too frequently. So these are things you can work on. Improving his eye discipline is the biggest hurdle in his development. Um, you know, that again can be worked on in coverage. He split time between the slot and out wide so he can cover both. That's good. And he's capable of playing both in the NFL. That's obviously a huge factor. Gordon explodes out of his pedal and he's an easy mover with quick feet, fluid hips and elite closing burst. Okay. When you get the word elite, I get excited. He has short area quickness to match the suddenness of smaller slot receivers and he shows the body control to stick with receivers out of sharp cuts. So ESPN's not quite as as uh, their writing is not as close to as favorable, not as favorable as NFL.com, but it's pretty damn favorable. And just fi- finishing it off, Gordon attacks the ball with confidence of a wide receiver. You got to love that, showing excellent leaping ability to contend with taller receivers and the ability to high point the ball and pluck with ease. He's also an above-average wrap-up tackler in space. It's it's you know it's interesting because because these guys over there were saying he ain't, he's not a great tackler. So varying opinions, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, th- I think with that, when you look at the the strengths versus the weaknesses, the strengths are you know twice or three times as long as the weaknesses. So that's great. And then the weaknesses, they're things that you could coach up. They're things you work on. There's going to be some rookie growing pains like there are with with any position. We saw with Justin Fields. We, we saw with Trevor Lawrence. We see it with rookies uh, in every sport uh, at, at pretty much every position. It's, it's tough. you got to learn a new position. you got to learn being a pro. You're moving to a new city, all sorts of new expectations, new media responsibilities, everything that comes with that. So if he's not the best tackler, well, he's a cornerback. You know, we're not paying you to, to tackle. So is that something you could get better at? Sure, yeah, but if you could lock down the team's number one or number two receiver and keep them out of the end zone and keep them at you know four catches for for fifty two yards, that's great. You did your job. Uh, we're not asking you to come up and you know play at the line of scrimmage and and be a, a an extra linebacker in the box. So that's fine. Can he get better trusting his eyes, developing his instincts, refining his technique? Yeah, of course. I think you could say that about. Uh, Stingley and Sauce Gardner and some of these other first-round corners that went before Kyler Gordon. So this is why the Bears have a, a great coaching staff, right? This is why you pay your, your cornerbacks coach and your secondary coach, and you hire a, a defensive-oriented head coach and Matt Eberflus. And hopefully the Flus saw something he liked on tape, and he's ready to to take these skills and this athleticism and you know his mind and and kind of mold this into, into being a pro and I'm, the more we talk about it, the more I'm I'm cool with this. Like I really like it. Like he was a fringe first round talent. You get him at, at 39. Maybe he's not a, a day one instant starter, but I think he's going to be starting at least by midway point of the season. And I'm going to be excited to see what he what he can do opposite Jalen Johnson and, and that secondary and this defense that they need a lot of building blocks. And hopefully he can be one of them for the future. I mean, I'm scrolling through his Twitter right now, February 27th. I'm back going hard again, um, and you know he's got the he's got the shirt off. He's got the he's got the uh, whatever. He's lifting something very heavy. He's showing that he can touch a line. Okay, okay. I'm not I'm not exactly falling in love with that particular tweet, but that's fine. Huh. Uh, um, hey man, uh, Kyler, welcome to the Windy City, baby. Let's go. Let's get involved. 
and and let's make Ryan Poles look like a genius. Let's uh, let's just get a quick update here on where we're at. The Vikings are on the clock at 42, so we're creeping up to the Bears at 48. Schmitty, what's your reaction to what the Packers have done so far? Uh, you know, earlier tonight at number uh, what was it 34, they picked Christian Watson, so they did get uh, a wide receiver for for Aaron Rodgers, the uh, out of North Dakota State. I went defense yesterday. People were freaking out. I thought it was actually pretty interesting. Hey, Aaron, you're saying you're 50-50 on retiring about three weeks ago. We're not going to cater to you. And and Mark Murphy saying, like, yeah, we got him for three years, but it's really three one-year deals. Uh, what's what's your reaction to what Green Bay's done so far? Yeah, last night in the first round, I'm probably thinking, like, boy, does the Packers front office hate Aaron Rodgers as much as Bears fans do? Because we, we know the history. They haven't taken a, a wide receiver in the first round since Javon Walker a long, long, long time ago. And they've had some great hits in the, the second round and later with their receivers. It's not like they haven't had great wide receiver talent. Um, but if you're going to take a couple of defensive players, getting them from Georgia, it's not a, a bad way to go. Georgia had five defenders going the first round, set an NFL draft record for the most uh, guys on one side of the ball from one school. So that was uh, that was interesting. And then they, then they move up. They make the big move to get Watson, a guy that, I and many other Bears fans had targeted maybe he would be the guy. So this is going to be tough if he does kind of what Devontae Adams did and um, so many other great wide receivers have done for the Packers and knowing this is a guy that Bears fans had fallen in love with and had coveted for the last, you know, two, three-plus months, probably since the Senior Bowl when they really started to learn about him. Um, I don't know how many people were following him the last year at North Dakota State and what he was doing, but – he really came on and opened some eyes nationally at the Senior Bowl and really between that Senior Bowl period to now uh, was really in that, you know, kind of he's not a first round pick, but this is a guy if you're going to wait in the second round to get a receiver in the Bears, that's where we were kind of looking to get a guy uh, at that spot. So that's going to be tough if, if he's really good, knowing this is kind of the one that we wanted to get and we didn't get him. So I think he's going to obviously be great with Aaron Rodgers. Um, got a couple of great defensive prospects there. so. If I'm a Packers fan, I was probably a little disappointed they didn't get a wide receiver yesterday. But after seeing this trade today, coupled with the two Georgia stars they got, I'm probably feeling pretty good. I thought the Lions had a good draft yesterday, getting Aiden Hutchinson and then trading up to get Jamison Williams. I thought that was pretty good. Um, don't know about the Vikings. Um, we'll, we'll see what's in store for them. But yeah, I think the Packers getting Watson today, that that really just kind of sticks a knife in my side there because uh, he was a guy I was really hoping, uh, you know, crossing all my fingers, crossing my toes, he would be a guy there for the Bears, but he wasn't. And, and Jameson Williams, you know, I think he'll be good for the Lions once they figure out who's going to be their, their long-term quarterback. But uh, maybe the Bears could get Jameson Williams' uh, Alabama teammate John Mechie here later in the second round. Uh, these Alabama wide receivers, five of them going in the first round the last three years. Um, Mechie may have been a first round or two if he doesn't get hurt at the end of the year, but uh, maybe he'll be a bear uh, in the next few minutes. Here, here's uh, Dane Brugler, you know, who does a great job over at The Athletic. This is what he writes. Our, our Bear Goggles is, is tweeting this one out. Kyler Gordon grew up in Seattle where his first loves were martial arts and dance competing in national events throughout elementary school. At age 80, he was named Mr. Spotlight, 
a national dance competition. And at nine, he joined the hip hop dance team for the Seattle Storm. Oh my God. Wow. Dude's been, the dude's been performing. He should before. have elite footwork then and the, you know, fluid hips. Right? Yeah. Gordon also started playing football at age nine. So you got a dancer and a football player. That's rare at that age, right? Yeah. Conti- continued through middle school. He attended Archbishop Murphy High, a private Catholic school, where he was a do-everything athlete as a defensive back and wide receiver. And after seeing varsity reps as a freshman, Gordon helped the team to 12 wins as a sophomore, earned first-team all-conference, as a junior, 14-0, and 14-0. Moving along here, let's see, a four-star recruit at high school. Gordon was the number 19 cornerback in the 2018 recruiting class and the number three recruit in the state of Washington. Offers from Oregon, Stanford, USC before his decision, Notre Dame or Washington, going with the Huskies, uh, and then, of course, deciding to skip his senior season. So here we go. He's a, a dancer turned uh, NFL cornerback. Outside last year, 527 snaps. Uh, the slot, 199, and deep he was on 66 snaps. So I'm basically lining up outside, taking on the premier guy. Um, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, Corner, cornerback is just as big as a need as wide receiver. It's probably harder to find a cornerback than wide receiver in this year's draft. So we get the cornerback. Bears gave up 31 passing touchdowns last year. The second most in the NFL. And of those 31, probably about 27 or 28 were directly responsible uh, from poor cornerback play. So got two young corners and hopefully Jalen Johnson can help the transition for Kyler Gordon from Washington into the NFL. Really got to hope that the, that ballerina background will, will, will really help out here. You know, we, we always talk about, you know, it helps to when guys are multi-sport athletes, you know, basketball players playing football or, or you know, baseball and, you know, this and that and the other. Um, but, hey, learning that extra discipline, it's got to help. He's got, a, you know, some quick, nimble feet, light on his toes, um, good balance. So, hey, it's a, it's a nice little footnote in his bio. Hopefully, he can be a, a long-term fixture here, a long-term stalwart here uh, for the Bears. Ballerina, badass cornerback, Kyler Gordon. Let's go. Um, Brian Williams, good to see you in the chat tonight, buddy. Appreciate it. And uh, might help. I hope so. Damn straight. That's where we're all at here. We need some help. Let's go. And uh, I don't know. I I... I I think I'm definitely. I, I I don't think I know that I'm. I am committed to drinking the Kool Aid tonight. Yeah. I cannot. I cannot. I'm not willing to go anywhere else other than that. Because let's be honest, we're in the second and third round of the NFL draft. I don't. It's not like I'm sitting here with deep evaluations of everybody. That's what Schmitty. That's what you're here for. Yeah. But I'm just going. I am willing to trust you right now, Ryan Poles. I trust that you know what you're doing because. I can't go right back to not trusting um, good old Ryan Pace and, and all that, which my like initial reactions after Kevin White was like, that makes zero sense. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 think about the difference of that first pick, by the way, versus what they just picked in Kyler Gordon. Kevin White had one good season at West Virginia. One. It was a total reach at seven. Mm-hmm. This is like best player on the board at 39. Basically, I think that's how they're looking at it and filling a need. So I, I think we're upgrading in the philosophy. That's, yeah. that's See Bobby Moore in the chat saying he really wanted Christian Watson and him going to Green Bay hurt even more. Yeah, that, that was my feelings exactly. Bobby said that right before 
you hopped in the chat. It's one thing if the Bears miss out on Kristen Watson and he goes to you know the Colts or the Chargers or something like that where you aren't going to see him two times a year in your division and helping your biggest rival win some games. So, uh, man, was really rooting for, for Christian Watson to be a Bear. Um, stinks we missed out on him, but – Minnesota. I mean, what what is Minnesota thinking? I mean, they, they trade with the Lions and they trade with the Packers. It's it's a it's it's weird what's what's going on. But the Bears are about five picks away here, and John Mechie just got picked by the Texans. So there goes another one of the Bears in this, in this cloud we talk about with with uh, with Pickens and Sky Moore and Alec Pierce, the Glen Allen native, and John Mechie. So. There's three wide receivers left with four picks to go before the Bears. So pretty good chances here. Ryan Poles will have played his cards correctly, and he'll get a chance to pick one of those guys, provided he likes one of those guys. So uh, the move to take Kyler Gordon before a wide receiver could be a, a, a smart one here. Really got to get one of those wide receivers because if they don't at this stage in the game, you're uh, – Boy, you're, you're, you're really looking at some some weaker options here beyond that here and a long wait until the uh, the third pick. Ravens, Lions, Commanders, Bears. Who's your number one pick here? Who do you want? If I'm the Bears here for the second pick, is that what you're yeah, saying? Yep, yep. Who's who's the If Patrick Schmidt is sitting there at 48 with who's on the board right now, who are you taking? Yeah, I mean, I really don't like Sky Moore. You don't for the really? bear for the bears. I just a little too similar to Darnell Mooney. Just right. I want another tiny guy. I want to. I want a big dude that's six three plus, two hundred plus. Alec Pierce is is bigger than George Pickens. Tested better, ran better, jumps way better than Pickens. Um, I wonder how much better Pickens will be athletically speaking, uh, jumping, running, you know, all that stuff. When we get to September, when we get to spring of 2023, and he, you know, he's two full years removed from that ACL. But I, I, I think I'd go Pierce or Pickens. You know, one of the two P dudes. I'd flip a coin. Uh, Pickens probably has more upside, but Pierce. I think Pierce is really good too. Pierce, Pierce is good, dude. He six three two eleven, and I think I think it'd be really cool. And I'm not just saying this because I'm also from Glen Ellen as we, we speak and record the show, but Alec Pierce from Glen Ellen, Glenbard West, by way of Cincinnati, I think that would be a cool local tie-in here. And even regardless, if he was from Chattanooga, Tennessee, or Albuquerque, New Mexico, or Tampa Bay, Florida, like I would still like Alec Pierce, but I, I think I like him just a little bit more because of that local tie-in, so... Hey, am I hitting the homer card? Yeah, I am. I think it'd be cool to get a homegrown uh, talent here with the Bears. Um, so Alec Pierce or George Pickens, either one, I would I would love the pick. And hopefully that's going to be the case here in a few minutes here. As uh, the Bears are about three or four picks away from being on the clock again. Bobby Moore, I left your comment up there for a while because I want to answer. Why is everyone jumping over George Pickens? Do they know something that we don't? To to I, it's an excellent question. One, I do think there's just a lot of talented receivers in this draft. So it's you know what you like and what you don't like. Mechie to me, that guy, the Texans tend to get things wrong. I actually think they got yeah. that one right. I like Mechie right. a lot. I think he's going to be a 
you know, he's, he's not the traditional uh, build that you want, but he's that guy is just a straight performer. Uh, Pickens is, I mean, it, it seems like an injury can, you know, they're worried about it, right? I mean, the history is real. Yeah, just played sparingly towards the end of the year, had the ACL in March. Uh, had a 52-yard catch in the the title game against Alabama, where he kind of showed like, hey, you know, I'm 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 getting there. Yeah, he wasn't fully 100%. Probably wasn't 100% in this off season here, getting ready for the for the training or, or for the draft. 33-inch vertical jump for me that really raises an eyebrow. Pierce, I think, was 41 inches, so that kind of shows the the explosiveness, the the uh, that lower body twitch. You know, I'm I'm not a you know, I wasn't an AMP major or anything like that, but the guy with the 41 inch vertical versus the 33 inch vertical, like I, I want to go with the 41. But I, I wonder, you know, if we're if we're testing Pickens and his vertical in September, you know, how much better is it going to be than it was in February or March? And what are, what are we looking here in March of 2023? A full year removed from the ACL, like. If he doesn't tear his ACL this spring and he plays a full year for Georgia, I mean, he's the number one weapon for Stetson Bennett. I mean, they won the national title without him, so it's tough to say how much they missed him because they won it all with, you know, 10 or 11 NFL players on that defense. But he probably would have been right in that range with with Drake London and Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson and, you know, all these other hosts of wide receivers that went early in the first round yesterday. So, I think potentially there the ceiling is for him to be a, a top 15, top 20 receiver pro bowler. Alec Pierce, maybe he could do that too. He's got the skill set. He's got that athletic profile when you you do all the, the next level stuff with the 40, the jumping, the three-cone drill, and all that stuff, and you compare it to recent prospects, and it's almost like a mirror of DK Metcalf, the absolute like 6'4", 240 you know, Calvin Johnson type clone with the Seahawks. So, man, if he could be a, a, a 1,200-yard receiver, deep ball threat, huge catch radius, I think Justin Fields would love that. Uh, certainly would help, you know, throwing to a, a 6'3 target versus, you know, a 5'9 type of guy like Darnell Mooney. So huge catching radius there for Justin Fields to improve his accuracy and, you know, those tight window throws. But, yeah, I think Pickens, the, the concern there is just, you know, so far or so little removed from the injury. And like you said, Carm, just a, a really loaded wide receiver class, one of the best we've ever seen. So the Lions are on the clock right now. The pick is in. Do they go for a quarterback in Malik Willis? Because it really fell nice for Detroit here. And I know that we we if you watch the Stag in the Box podcast last night, uh, live show, you know that uh, Schmidty's not a fan of any of the quarterbacks. I actually do like Willis. I think it's worth a spin, certainly worth a spin at this point if you're a Detroit, um, which, of course, the Bears would be more than happy with Detroit going for a quarterback right here because I don't think we're going that far out of the box here, um, which would be amazing, by the way. Uh, and and uh, the people are loving the Ravens pick here of Ojabu. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean – Torres Achilles at the Michigan Pro Day, like, gosh, that's that sucks so much. Uh, he he probably would have been a top twelve ish kind of pick, uh, edge rusher, outside linebacker. There, a little overshadowed because he was on the same line with Aiden Hutchinson, who was a Heisman finalist at the Michigan single season school record for sacks, and obviously was just the number two pick on Thursday night to Detroit. So the Lions, the Lions, by the way, going Josh Pascal. Yeah. De- defensive end 
Uh, out of Kentucky. Wow. Yeah, not a quarterback. Um, not not necessarily surprised. But um, yeah, what were we talking about there beforehand? I, I forget. I'm sorry. We were we were in the. I didn't didn't mean to interrupt you there. But I, Ojabu, I think. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Um, yeah, and I was kind of wondering here. He really doesn't fit the Bears system anymore now that they're they're going back to a four three. I think he's going to be best as a as an edge rusher in a three four. Um, but yeah, a, a great talent, especially for the Ravens. The Ravens have never made a bad draft pick. It's insane. I am so jealous of what they do. I don't know. It's like different GMs, different scouting directors, personnel developed. Like the names change all the time, but the results are, you know, they always stay the same. So they got Kyle Hamilton uh, and Tyler Linderbaum in, in the first round. Not premium positions, a safety and a center, but two bona fide studs, like guys you could put the in your starting lineup for the next 10, 12 years, provided they're healthy. So uh, they got another one. Red shirt, this guy basically, let him heal, get ready. And then next year, you know, he's basically like a free first-round pick that you got, you know, right in, in the middle mid-40s. So that's that's great for them here. And as the Bears just inch closer and closer here with Washington on the clock here, their pick is in at 47. Now the butterflies start to, to thicken a little uh, bit. And we know Washington's probably not taking a wide receiver because they took Jahan Dotson in the first. So you got to figure Pickens and Pierce are both going to be on the board. Guaranteed one of them is going to be on the board. So if the Bears pass and they're both on the clock, I don't know what that tells you about – if that tells you more about them not being as good as we and many other mock drafters and Bears fans think, or if Ryan Poles has you know some trick up the sleeve here, and there's still some free agent out on the market that they're going to bring in, or they think they're going to strike gold again and find another Darnell Mooney in the fifth round. Which, good luck if you can. I I feel right now we have a fifty fifty shot that they trade out of it. Like maybe maybe now's the time that Poles jumps and says listen let's let's add in at least one if not two more selections i if he, if he does it i will support it 1000% by the way more pick sweet but uh, it wouldn't be as as exciting in the moment um here's bobby with the fact they want cornerback when everyone wanted a wide receiver took balls and it looks like it's the right move i don't know about the looks it just it feels you're, you you can't to your point bobby you cannot do what the quote-unquote fans want you to do. What's the easy right. pick? Like, we we had some of that discussion last night, too, when uh, when Kenny Pickett goes to Pitt. Like, oh, the fans are going to love it. He's, you know, the local guy uh, playing for the Steelers. That's sweet. Like, if that, I, I highly doubt that that's what the Steelers were doing. But if it was, it's – and the Steelers don't need to sell tickets. Who was uh, – oh, if, if Verderan was throwing it around with the Falcons, trying to sell tickets with, with Malik, which didn't happen. But th listen, you 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 are in this position because you are a football guru. You you care you 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 use everybody in your room that you surround yourself with, but ultimately you you make the best call, and you're certainly not going to be doing um, what the quote unquote the, what the fans will want you to do. So, but you're right also that that picking a cornerback was. Not necessarily. If, if forget about the fans, like in the room right now, like everyone's. I, I, you know, Justin Fields wants a wide receiver, right? The wide receivers want a wide receiver. David Montgomery wants a wide receiver. Probably people in the organization want a wide receiver. This is the best pick. This is what we're doing. It, so 
give him credit. Um, yeah, I think to to Bobby's point, or, or the, like what's that old saying? It's like if you listen to the fans long enough, you're going to end up like sitting with them or whatever. Yep. Yeah. yeah, don't just because the fans are, are screaming on Twitter, you got to get a wide receiver. Like that doesn't mean it's the right move. It's like, sure, of course, like what you're saying. You got to find some wide receivers. You lose Allen Robinson. You just have Darnell Mooney is really the only kind of proven option. And he's, hey, as talented as he is and as excited we are that he's a bear, he's still got his limitations and he's got some shortcomings. And Justin Fields is going to need more. And if you want to win more than five games in a year, you're going to need one or two more receivers that are better than Darnell Mooney. So uh, I applaud the thought process, though. Like we said at the top, taking the best player available. Kyler Gordon was the best player available when they were on the clock. If they want to get a wide receiver, they knew they were going to be in position to take one of the two or three wide receivers that they like at 49 or 48 or whatever number it is that they're on the clock now. Um, so we'll see. But if they pass on a wide receiver here and they don't trade down and they take a defensive tackle or they take you know an offensive tackle, whatever it is, and they pass up a wide receiver here, then I think there's legitimate criticism here because then you're like, all right, where are we getting the wide receiver here? Where are we getting these, these impact pass catchers here, these guys that are going to get separation, these guys that are going to get um, opposing defenses to think about how they're going to game plan and stop the Bears? They can't – you know, David Montgomery is a great back, but he can't be breaking 12 tackles a game. They're going to run him right into the ground, and he's not going to be worth signing to a second contract. Darnell Mooney is going to need somebody to draw coverage away from him. Cole Komet, gosh, he really needs to have a big year ahead of him, but he hasn't been great yet. So where is that going to come from? Where is that impact pass catcher going to come from? And we're going to find out in the next few minutes if it's going to be George Pickens or Alec Pierce, Sky Moore, somebody else. ESPN has Sky Moore as the best fit for the Bears. Fidarian Mathis uh, going to the Commanders, so you wouldn't think that that pick had the least bit of impact on the Bears. Yeah. So Defensive tackle out of Alabama. I mean, hey, guys from Alabama, defensive tackle. Akeem Hicks isn't going to come back most likely. Bilal Nichols is gone. They cut Eddie Goldman, so... You know, you could always use more defensive linemen, um, but I don't think he was necessarily in the Bears' plans here. And, yeah, the Bears are on the clock. The, the pick is in, according to the NFL Network. No spoilers yet. I don't know who it's going to be, but Pickens and Pierce are still on the board. Will it be one of those two receivers? I think they're better options than Sky Moore um because of the size that they bring david bell still on the board too but i love david bell yeah can, 71 david bell let's go yeah i, I think he's a, a better pick if they trade down from this spot or if he's still a, a, around at 71 probably a little too rich for my blood now especially with pickens and pierce on the board but joaquin yeah. brisker safety penn state brad biggs with the tweet well that's going a pick <laughs> no, I mean, that's just awful. Wow. Defense, defense, and more defense, huh? What? You hate it, huh? He is like the – he's a guy you get at the end of the second round. I would – you know, if you trade down 20 spots, he's a 65th overall prospect on ESPN. They're fifth-ranked safety, 6'1", 199. 
played a lot of played a lot of football, played a lot of football inside linebacker, slot corner, safety. Gosh. Ah. Uh, corner and safety. Well, I don't know. I wonder what this means for the future of Eddie Jackson. Um at safety. I mean, one's a free, one's a strong, but gosh, two secondary picks. Who's catching balls for Justin Fields? That's what I want to know. Uh, that's what everybody wants to know. Um, wow. Hold on. I mean, Let me, I'm, I'm going to pull up. I'm going to pull up everything on him and say, go ahead. Yeah. Let her, let her loose. He's, he's a run defender, you know, a former linebacker basically can play some slot corner. He could close well, but man, this is just so bad. Like, so bad. Like, safety was not the second biggest need on this team. You get a corner, let's spread it around a little bit here. Gosh, I, he, the best thing Brisker does is he's a he's a he's a good run defender. You could bring him down to the line and put it a, an eighth man in the box. But wow, I. I I really do not like this one at all. This, I mean, this is like this is bad. Like this is this is not good. And I don't know if I could find any positives in this other than we got a safety who's a, a pretty good run defender. Um, but this is, I mean, it's a pass first league to get the 65th, 70th best prospect at 48. This is the pick you got for Khalil Mack. So the Bears traded Khalil Mack for Jaquan Brisker. How does that make sense? That is not a good. That is not a good trade off. That is not. That is not. That does not help the Bears win. That does not help Justin Fields get better. That does not help him develop. I don't know who is going to be catching ball. I mean, Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet better have a hundred catches this year because I don't know who else is going to be catching balls for the Bears. This is just. This uh, is rough, man. Yeah, this this one this one does not feel good uh, at all. And here, let's let's um, let's let us let us pray. Let's let's take it. Let's just take a moment here. So his his NFL.com grade is six point three eight, which will eventually be a plus starter. That so they NFL.com likes him. Uh, returned to school in twenty twenty one. Second team Associated Press All American. First team All Conference. Started 12 games, 64 tackles, career-high six for loss, couple of interceptions, five pass breakups. Let's read the overview. Athletic safety prospect whose versatility and toughness will endear him to coaches during the evaluation process. Uh-oh. Could, could, could the Flues have fallen in love? He got endeared with. He yeah. got endeared. Brisker continued to pick up elements of the defensive scheme as his play has steadily transformed from hesitant in 2019 to downright instinctive in 2021. You do have to like the growth pattern. Has the versatility to become a moving chess piece in a variety of coverage coverages and has the size and talent to match up with both the Y and F tight ends. Okay, fine. Uh, he played with a banged-up shoulder. That's really annoying to read in yeah. 2021. So his 2020 tape is a clear indicator of his run support acumen. Brisker is an ascending talent with the NFL traits to become a longtime starter as a day two draft pick. So NFL safety size with huge hands are his strengths. Played through pain. That's not a strength. That's that's actually dumb and shouldn't yeah. be. Uh, versatility to play post, box, and slot safety roles. I respect playing through pain if you're a 10-year NFL vet. If you're in college and trying to make it to the league, 
uh, you know, take care of number one. That's all I'm saying about playing through pain. Let me be clear there. Um, smooth pedal with limited wasted motion. Trust his technique. Instinct to find takeaway positioning from any coverage. Eye balance to read receiver or quarterback to anticipate route. These are all his strengths. Footwork to adjust to receiver's route bends. Highly capable and tough as an add-on box defender. Attacks and discards perimeter blockers with quickness. Forceful to square strike and finish as a tackler. Okay. Uh, weaknesses. Stares down the quarterback and loses feel. Drives angles on the throw that are a little inconsistent. Recognition of route combinations average. Climbing blockers find him when maneuvering through the block through the box, so can't shed doesn't shed blockers particularly well. Pursuit angles against speed can improve. Inconsistent coming to balance to tackle an area scout from an NFC team. He's got good size and athletic ability and play with a lot more confidence because you could tell that he understood the game better in 2021. Okay. Uh <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. Team, what do we think here? What's going on in the chat? Um, trade Quinn, it's a rebuild. There, let's see. Brian's saying trade Quinn, it's a rebuild, not a fixer upper. Um, and I think what everyone's saying basically, Justin Fields has to be sitting there like exactly. Yeah, you're right, Bobby. You're right, buddy. Um, you know, yeah. First thing I said, box safety with the bum shoulder. Like, who wants that? That is like that is so 1989 football. Like, you do like a box safety is like the least important position in the NFL in 2022. Like, what are we doing here? That's the guy you take to trade Khalil Mack. Like, that, I mean, that's, I mean, that that's garbage. Like, it, it's really bad. Ryan Poles has lost me. I mean. <laughs> Not that he ever really had me, but I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be hopeful and optimistic. But where, uh, like, where is the upside here? And I'm like, as we go through this, the scouting report and, and profile, and okay, he's versatile. And like, did Eberflus get enamored with the the potential of playing him in a high safety down at the line in the slot as a linebacker in dime, like moving him over in the defense, like? Okay, like that's fine, but like take that guy in the fifth round. Like, don't take that guy at 48 with a couple of great, huge 6'3 X receivers that your offense desperately needs for the quarterback that you you traded your first round pick this year to get. Like, and like secondly, like who's blocking for Justin Fields? Like, it's not Julian Davenport. We're relying on a, a fifth round pick who played at right tackle last year, who's now playing left tackle in Larry Borum. And Tevin Jenkins, who had back surgery, played left tackle last year, but is now playing right tackle. Like, man, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Like, I don't have the answer. I'm just like, if I say it enough, maybe something will come to me because I don't know. I don't know. And, and what does this say about George Pickens and Alec Pierce? that the Bears, as wide receiver needy, and really not just needy, like full-on desperate, because Darnell Mooney, Equinemius St. Brown, Daz Newsom, like those are your top three wide receivers. Cole Komet, a tight end that we are hoping, hoping he has his breakout season this year. And not even like a full-on breakout, like just show me something 
like those are your top pass catchers for your second year quarterback who had a really rough rookie season. Like, dude, like Carm, we've talked about it. It was bad and it, it did not meet our low expectations. Like, you know, as bad as Trubisky was during his time here, it wasn't as bad as what Justin Fields did as a rookie. So we're trying to be optimistic, but if you're trying to support your quarterback, how does a box safety support your quarterback? Like it's one thing to take a cor- a cornerback, like that's fine. Take the best player available, but I think the best players available at forty eight were a couple of wide receivers, Pickens and Pierce, to pick from, or even Sky Moore. Like I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I I've reached out to a couple people to jump on for a reaction here. One of them being Matt Verderam to see if he's going to rip the Bears put some other feelers out to some Chicago people. So we'll, we'll get a little uh, reaction here, but this is, um, you know, as we said at the start here, Schmitty, we were going to learn some Ryan polls tonight. And what are we learning? Uh, Like, like, let, I mean, uh, my guy, Danny Parkins, who always is, you know, spot on with the analysis, Gordon and Brisker, both better be good and capitalize day one starters and even still, if they are productive rookie blockers or pass catchers drafted around them, it's such a massive missed opportunity. you got to figure out if Fields is the guy ASAP, and he needs to have help to give, to give him a fair shot. I mean, it's basically what everyone's saying, right? Like, yeah. look, you, you do not have the luxury to wait. You've already wasted one year with Fields. With Yeah. A com- you know, I don't know if Fields would have been the pick had George McCaskey had any uh, intelligence to, um, uh, you know, move on from Pace and uh, Nagy when he should have because you were just putting yourself behind the eight ball. You knew this was going to be the case. We can't relive history, but you re- – you so maybe, they, maybe whoever it would have been wouldn't have drafted Justin Fields, but that's what you did, okay? And now you – uh, now you have more urgency because you wasted the year and you don't have a lot of picks. So you didn't yeah. trade, you didn't trade back with either of them and add on picks and you didn't take anybody on offense. I was okay. Kyler Gordon, like reading it elite corner corners are a premium. Okay. I was, I was, you know, at 39 people, you know, you, Schmitty, you didn't love it. I was like, all right, He's getting he's he's going wide receiver at, at forty eight that you're, you're, or something to help Fields. Uh, give me an offensive lineman, and he just went for uh, he overdrafted a safety who's been hurt. That's weird. That's just weird, man. Yeah, and I'll go for like it's not just weird. I, I think it's bad. It, it's a bad misread of the board because um, this is a guy Brisker. You could you, you probably could have got at seventy one. And if you love this guy that much, move down a couple spots and try and get a four or a five, something for next year. It's just a, a miscalculation of draft value here, especially when you have so few picks. You need to hit home runs on these picks. And, yeah, Brisker is probably going to be a day one starter like Danny Parkins was saying. And Kyler Gordon is, is going to be a day one starter. Well, if they are, that's good. I mean, it's a step in the right direction. But are, are they going to, you know, are you going to be a good day one starter, right? You know, exactly. Yeah, it's one thing to to be a like Daz Newsom might be a starter out of necessity, <laughs> and that's that's not a good thing. Uh, but yeah, this is dude, this is so bad. This is so bad. 
And you talk about wasting year one of fields. I feel like now they have set themselves up to waste year two of fields because this is essentially his rookie year, brand new coaching staff. And like we said, who's he throwing the ball to? Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, and Daz Newsome. Like, how many carries is David Montgomery going to get? Like, they're just going to be in like third and nine so many times. And good luck to you trying to convert first downs on that. Uh, gosh, this is this is so rough. I'm, I'm so disappointed. Every year I talk myself, no matter who the GM is, like I always talk myself into it and I get excited. Like uh, this, the, the Bears are going to get one of my favorite college players. They're going to get this guy. This like there's 10 guys on the board that I love. And as long as they get one of these 10, I'm going to be happy. And then they get like the 48th player on my board. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that that there's a clip ladies and gentlemen like, like I, I and that's the thing too like I, I, here, here's another let me give you another current philosophy don't try to be the smartest guy in the room it's a bad way to go don't do what Bill Belichick did last night, taking an offensive lineman that's supposed to go in the third round because you're that much smarter than everybody I, you're you're the Bears. You've got a quarterback who you need to figure out if he's good. Very basic thing. Let's help the quarterbacks. Let's help ourselves. Let's take the best wide receiver on the board at that point, or let's take the best offensive player. And at least in one of our first two, this is not rocket science. You don't have to do anything more than that. Um, and for whatever reason, I mean, guys, I just think I think it's a – I just think it's a thing. They they try to prove how smart they are all the time. Let's bring in our guy, NFL insider extraordinaire, Matt Verderam, my partner on Stack in the Box. Verdi, appreciate you making time, brother. Thanks for being cool. here. Uh, Bears fans need to be uh, talked off the ledge here, or you could just talk. I think Schmitty's about to jump, actually. So uh, what are the Bears well, doing, Verderam? hands and go together. I uh... – Look, I, I don't get it. I, I think they drafted – like, here's here's the good side. I honestly think they drafted two good players. I, Gordon could have been a first-round pick. And Brisker was projected right where he went. So, I don't think it's bad in the sense that you're in a division with a lot of good receivers and a lot of – you know, and, and while well, you have Rodgers, I don't know how to say there's a good quarterback player for else. But you have that, right? So, I get it. Like, I understand that you have a defensive coordinator who's just become the head coach. That's all fine and well. But, like, is Justin Fields going to be thrown to the three of us this year and Darnell Mooney? Like, who's blocking for him? Like, right. I, I don't right. – that, that's the thing to me. Like, look, none of this matters if he doesn't succeed. So you should be doing everything you can possibly do to help him succeed. We've seen the Jets do that this year with Zach Wilson after basically abandoning the guy as a rookie. So that's my big issue with the, what the Bears have done is, like – okay, look, why not get him a receiver? Why not get him an offensive lineman? Like, why not? You're not going to win this year anyway. At least build him up and give him a shot to be good. Yeah, like we, we said, it's all about Justin Fields. How how does – how do these two draft picks help Justin Fields? You know, right. how, do, how, does, how does this support Justin Fields in his growth and his development in a, a crucial year too? It's a rough rookie year, got a brand-new coaching staff, like Darnell Mooney and Equinemius St. Brown is not going to get it done. That is not a wide receiver starting lineup for a, a good team. Like that is the, the starting lineup for a team that goes four and 13. Yeah. Go ahead. 
No, I mean, like, I, I just think if you're the Bears, look, the, the first rule in life is being honest with yourself. The Bears are not ready to win right now. They're not. That's not where they are. They're, they're a rebuilding team. They're going to have a ton of cap space next year. Your mission this, this year, this season, should be to support Justin Fields any way you can and find out what you have in him. And, I, look, I have no skin in this game. I don't care. I mean, I'm look, if nothing else, I'm honest. I thought last year there were times that he looked really good. Like, I remember watching him in Pittsburgh on that Monday night, and he was gunning the football. Like, in a way that, like, the Bears probably haven't had a quarterback gun a football maybe ever since in Luckman, like Jim McMahon. The ball was rifling out of his hand, and he was finding guys and moving them down the field on a, on a night in bad weather in Pittsburgh on a horrible field. Like, I, I think there's real talent. But what I don't want to see have happen to this kid is they stink. The offense stinks. He gets pummeled, and people are like, well, you know, he only threw for 15 touchdowns and 3,200 yards. Like, yeah, no kidding. Look who he's throwing the ball to. He's got no help. Like, I, that, that is no way to evaluate a young, talented kid. Yeah, and I, I kind of feel like the Bears, they would have taken Christian Watson if he was on the board at 39, and then Green Bay trades up to get him, and then Ryan Poles is left there with his – Blank in his hand, like, oh no, I had no backup plan. What do I do now? I'm screwed. And I kind of feel like that is what played out. Kyler Gordon, yeah, good prospect. Is that the the biggest need for the Bears? Probably not the biggest, but certainly a need that, that Carmen and I have talked about. It gave up like 50 touchdowns last year, passing touchdowns. Second most, it was only 31, but you know, I exaggerate. But second most passing touchdowns allowed. So yeah, you got to beef up the, the secondary. So I'm fine with that on the on the condition that they come back with the wide receiver. George Pickens and Alec Pierce were two guys still on the board. I like both of them. But, Matt, what do you think if the Bears are taking Brisker, a good run defender, a safety, played a lot of snaps at Penn State, what does that tell you about what the Bears and what the rest of the NFL thinks about Pickens and Alec Pierce for them to both be on the board at this point here, like through 50 picks. When when Wandell Robinson got picked by the Giants and George Pickens was still on the board, with all due respect to Wandell, that pretty much told me everything I needed to know about what the NFL thinks of George Pickens. Now, by yeah. the way, who just went to Pittsburgh. I uh, just got he just got drafted. Trubisky and Pickens is gonna light the NFL up. That's right. it. Get your jerseys now, folks. Uh, pick look, it and pickens. Keep on going for a I, mean, I think I think it's just look, and I I'll Throw my hat in the ring on, like, I thought Malik Willis. Now, I never believed for a second he was going two, like some people. But, but like, I I thought clearly he had a lot of talent. Schmidt, you were on last night on the on the stream saying, hey, look, I, I wouldn't take him in the first round. You were right on the money. I thought he was definitely going to be a first-round pick. You know, you start – like, you see Seattle, who has Drew Locke, taking a running back. Yeah. I mean, that tells you all you need to know about what the league's evaluation of Malik Willis is, right or wrong. Like, that's how they feel. George George Pickens – getting all the way to the Steelers, it tells you all you need to know, right? I mean, now maybe the league's wrong. Maybe he goes out and he's great. But the evaluation, whatever the reason, whether it's coming off the injury or there's some maturity issues, whatever, that that tells you quite a bit. So, look, I think the Bears, maybe they'll be proven right. Maybe they drafted two great players and, and they can make it work and they'll figure out the offense some way, somehow. Um, but I – I just I wonder like to me, the defense can be great, but if Fields is getting leveled every third passing play, 
and has nowhere to go with the ball, who cares? It, right? doesn't, it doesn't really matter. And it's like it's 2022. You know, it's like having a great defense, like that's fine. But having a great defense and an average or below, like you need to have a top five, top eight offense to win the Super Bowl. Like, you know, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, like Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford. Like those are the guys, those are the teams competing to win it all. If you don't have one of those guys and an offense that could win, like who cares if who cares what's on your defense? Like it's it's all about Justin Fields and like this move, it just feels like they're punting on a crucial second year. And it's like, who cares how good this defense could be? And I don't I don't think it's really gonna be that good this year, anyways. Like, you know, I mean, building blocks for the future with the secondary, but Man, it's an it's a pass first league. It's been that way for going on a decade now. Having the best defense in the world doesn't mean shit if your quarterback is on his back and facing third and nines, you know, every possession. If we're on the Chiefs, your team are almost uh, on the clock here. I'm, we'll let you jump out, but uh, any any just overall thoughts about the second round's gone so far? I mean, you've seen what you thought you'd see, right? A, a big run on receivers. You've seen some corners go. Uh, I think the big surprise is that the quarterbacks are all still sitting there. <laughs> it's just they just keep dropping, but uh, that that'll continue here through the Chiefs. I can tell you that much. They're not taking one. Yeah, I think that's a, a safe uh, stone cold lead pipe lock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who, who's your who's your guess on KC? We'll we'll give you love if you get it right. Uh, Sky Moore, receiver, uh, out of Western Michigan. But if it, but I think I think they could go defensively too. Nicobe Dean, they've drafted. Linebackers each of the last two years in the second round, and they've hit on both of them. But they do it again. I don't know, but I'll say Sky Moore. Why do we think Dean has fall this fell this far? I don't get it. I don't know. I don't. He know. got hurt. He got. He's got like a pec injury, or he he had, he hurt himself uh, in the the draft lead up, and they they're saying that's a a you know not a significant injury, but it's you know it's a moderate risk, but. This dude was like Jordan Davis was the best defensive player, best player at Georgia last year. Nicobe Dean was one B. He was right there, and I'm a little surprised he's still on the board. But gosh, he's going to go to a team, probably a playoff team that that rolls the dice and is willing to take the risk. And this dude is going to be a, a, a stud, man. Whoever gets him is going to be lucky. Hey, I'm with you, baby. I the guy's been sitting there on the. On the uh, ESPN draft board, best player available. He's been out, he's been there for th- feels like three days at this point. Verdi, thanks for making time, brother. Appreciate you. No problem, guys. Thanks, man. All right, Matt Verderam. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at uh, the the always positive David Kaplan. By the way, Bears have clearly gone best player on the board at 39 right. and 48 with as many needs as they have. That's a smart philosophy to employ. The draft recap coming up after round three. Okie dokie. Um, and uh, Adam Hogue likes the brisker pick. Okay. So there's some people out there that um, are not as distraught as as, as Schmidt is. Uh, I'm kind of mostly distraught, but sort of at least slightly in the middle. Is David can, I, Be- can I just is, say, yeah, there's yes. no, way, no reason to be distraught tonight because there's no way to judge a draft for three years. Let's see, where, let's see how we're at. No, no, no. No, this is the, this is the overreaction no show, rational, man. No rational takes here. I mean, we need to be hyperbolic. We need to go okay. overboard. <laughs> we did we did 
joke about that earlier about all the draft grades and winners and losers you're going to see. I mean, they were already out last night and this morning, and my website is doing them too. And, you know, the, the whole internet is, is flooded with them now, but it is true. You can't fully evaluate in, you know, two years from now, three years from now, these might be two of the three best players on the Bears defense. Right. Maybe they're in the Pro Bowl. Maybe they're helping this Bears team uh, win some big games. They're shutting down Justin Jefferson in a big game, and they're picking off Aaron Rodgers. Would love to right. see that. Well, Aaron Rodgers is going to retire next month anyways because the Packers didn't draft uh, enough help for him. So I'm going to speak that into existence. But, no, you're and fully I, ready. And I remind you, and I'm sorry, but, I, you know, my – the getting all worked up over the NFL draft ended for me, you know, when Tom Brady was picked in the sixth round and um, he's only gone on to be the greatest quarterback of all time. So, yeah, that, that one definitely worked out. Okay. For the Patriots. Yeah. yeah. Pick one ninety nine. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I absolutely overreacted and went nuts and said the bears have no idea what they were doing when they traded up from three to two and drafted Mitch Trubisky. I'm very proud of the reaction that I had in that moment. Cause, uh, that was spot on, Dan. So no, that's the you got that one right. Yeah, yeah that's the whole point of this. You 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 speculate, you 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 research, and you do your best to prognosticate whether or not the Bears know what the hell they're doing. And right now, um, we you know we're 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 you know sure reserve a little bit of judgment, but the the strategy is is a little or a lot confusing. Hey, Dan. Appreciate you jumping on, my brother. Thank you so no much. Problem. Thank you Thanks, for the invitation. Dan. Enjoyed it. Yeah, the, the historian, Dan Dorfman, the official historian of the Windy City Chicago Bears podcast. Dan, we'll, see, we'll, see, we'll see you soon, Dan. Be good, brother. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Dan, Dan Dorfman, ladies and gentlemen, uh, joining here as we uh, – we're, al- we're almost there, brother. We, yeah. are, we have done a, a, uh, a sort of a back-to-back marathon uh, from last night, which was four hours, and we're, gonna, we're, we're at the uh, two-hour and ten-minute spot here. Yeah, uh, coming up on seventy one. <laughs> if they, crazy. yeah, before we before we started, we we're figuring out when are we going to start. And we're thinking, yeah, let's just go on from right after the second pick at forty eight. We'll go all the way to seventy one. I'm like, dude, that we're, that's going to be like two hours, man. And we we got <laughs> we jump on right at the start of their their first of you know the first pick of the second, and here we are at, at approaching one hundred and thirty minutes, and we're going to have another. I don't know, 10 minutes or so here after we uh, wrap up. Oh, there's Chad Mama from Washington, the Wyoming, the, the linebacker. One pick before we could get him. No, just kidding. We're um, on the clock, baby. Here we yeah. are. On the clock here. And I'm not looking on Twitter. I'm sure the pick's probably already out on Twitter. I don't want to be spoiled just yet. But um, David Bell is on the board. Uh, let's let's see what other top remaining talents are on the board. Nicobe Dean, obviously, they're not going to take him. All the quarterbacks, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral, Sam Howell, Perrion Winfrey, a D-tackle from Oklahoma, Christian Harris, an inside linebacker from Alabama, DeMarvin Leal, a defensive end from Texas A&M. He was a guy that was probably going to be a first-round pick coming into this year. Had a little bit of a disappointing season. I mean, can he turn it around? That'd be that'd be interesting. Um uh, a couple I'm, of linebackers. Um, Jalen yeah. Tolbert, he was one of your guys, the South Alabama wide receiver. He's still on the board. Tolbert, Bell, I had, I had the I had the Bears taking Tolbert at forty eight. If it, if it, if he does go seventy one, I'm going to claim that I got it correct. Um, yeah. I'm I'm seeing uh, tweets about Nicobe Dean saying it's looking like a red shirt year to a pec tear and a meniscus in his knee, which is Ooh. coming out. Uh, Matt Lombardo tweeting that. 
Um, so two and, injuries, that's tough. Yeah, and the question is, are you know, I'm assuming the Bears are going to make their pick, but and so they're on the clock for the final time tonight. But if they don't, you know, there is always a chance that they'll trade back here. As I scroll through Twitter, and Zach Pearson, who does a great job covering theirs, it feels like an ideal trade back spot for the Bears. Um, <laughs> if they trade back right here out of the third, uh, it'll be an interesting night on Bears Twitter, which I will look yeah. forward to participating in. Um, and thank you to well, everyone. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, before we give all the thanks and everything, I was going to say the whole Robert Quinn trade talks coming into this week, and really since they traded Khalil Mack and you're trying to reshape this roster, get more picks, get younger, I was really hoping they would trade Robert Quinn. And I liked watching him play, and he's got the sack record, but he's not going to do that again. I mean, sell high on this. See if you can, uh, can uh, you get a third-round pick for him. Can, I mean, can he get a right. four? I mean – Right, I would have taken a third or fourth for Robert Quinn all day, yeah. all day. You're, you're, you are not trying to win. Um, I would love a high draft pick next year. Um, you know, let let's 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 move forward here. Tolbert, uh, is who want who Matt wants. Hey, listen, I I I'm down with Tolbert. Let's go. Um, Give us a receiver. Let me get back to Twitter. I feel like I'm missing it. Am I missing it? Um, let's see here. Uh, okay. I'm assuming that Bayless Jones is not an actual player, and that's just some weird tweet by someone. Um, oh, that's a Tennessee wide receiver. Okay. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't tweeted like that was actually happening. Okay. 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 Yeah, I don't think so. Um, let's go for one more refresh here. The Bears are on the clock, baby. Let's go. Bear the hell down one time. Here it is. Velas Jones, wide receiver from Tennessee. Oh, so that's the guy, huh? It's official. Velas Jones. The Bears select Velas Jones. Yes. Um, and that's not what I wanted to do on my graphic moment here. What do we think, Schmitty? I Velas Velas Jones. He's a re- he's got some returnability. So he was the only FBS player last year that had more than 800 receiving yards, 200 punt return yards, and 600 kickoff return yards. So they're getting a receiver, six foot, two hundred four, two hundred five, decent size. Not, you know, not huge or anything like that. But man, I, I think Jalen Tolbert is a better prospect. I think David Bell is a better prospect. Man, I, I think the how much value does the the return value add to push him ahead of better singular wide receiver talents in Tolbert and Bell. He could take the top uh, off of defense, so he's got that going for him, but a little smaller, shorter sure. arms, and he's got some issues with his hands. Uh, man, I'm I'm underwhelmed. It's like they took a receiver, but they didn't take the right receiver. Uh, yeah. Uh, ESPN has him ranked as the 106th ranked prospect, and the Bears took him at 71. So – 35 spots ahead of kind of where, you know. What do they have a rank as? ESPN has Velas ranked at what? 106. 106. They have Jalen Tolbert as the 74 overall prospect. They have David Bell as the 94 overall prospect. David Bell a little bit bigger, better route runner. Jalen Tolbert, 
Uh, Bell was nine. Bell was ninety. Foot an inch taller. Bell was ninety four. Did you say? Yeah. All right. Uh, well, this is where you know, um, you know, if we were the Ravens, <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, you'd be like, all right, you know exactly what you're doing, Velas. Uh, but they're they're not following the script here. They have not followed the script. They have not followed most people's draft board. That's why you get paid to do your own evaluation. Um, here, let me let, let's pull up Velas. Let me let me let me read Velas. I'm going to try to get myself super excited about Velas right now. That's my plan. Um, come on, baby, Velas yeah. Jones. It's I mean, kind of a it's kind of a sweet name. Um, it's definitely a reach. It's like, okay, cool, you took the receiver, but it's like you took the wrong receiver, and why didn't you take Pickens or Pierce or any of these receivers that you could have had in the second round? Definitely better receiver. Ah, man, it's 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 tough. It's like, okay, got some returnability, got some deep speed. Five five, six foot. They they rank him as five point nine three average backup or special teamer. Uh, six foot, hand size nine and three quarters, um, and let's 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 let's. Uh, it's pronounced Valus. Valus. Okay. Uh, so my bad. Valus Jones. Thank you very much. Transferred from USC to Tennessee in the 2020 season. Started six of ten games for the Volunteers. Let's just go to the overview. Special team specialist with good size. Exactly what you just said. Despite spending six seasons in college between his time at USC and Tennessee. Jones has a very modest production as a wideout, but flash potential in that area in 2021. He's fearless with the ball in his hands after the catch and as a kick returner. He's not a very fundamentally sound route runner, but might not need to be if teams view him as a catch-and-run specialist in the quick game underneath. Jones has a chance to ride his special team's versatility into a specialist spot on a roster. And that's what they just did. I think the Bears just took a kick returner, punt returner in the third round. And... Yeah. You, you said it like six years in college. The guy's 24 years old. Like that's that's three years too old. They took a, a special teamer in the third, a 24 year old special teamer in the third round. This is the worst pick of the draft. You think this is the worst pick of the draft? I mean, for the Bears, I mean, obviously for the Bears. I mean, not necessarily like the entire, like the Cole Strange pick is probably the worst pick in the draft to get, you know, a, a third okay. round player at, you know, 25 or six or whatever it ended up being. But, I don't like it. They got a, a kick returner, punt returner in the third round. He's 24 years old, one solid year at Tennessee in a passing offense where it's those numbers are inflated. A, a lot of these college offenses where, you know, the numbers, you can't just look at the numbers to say, oh, this Texas Tech quarterback, you know, B.J. Simons threw 600 yards. Like um, Connor Holiday at Washington State threw 700 yards. Like, yeah, he's not good. Um, so it's, yeah, you can't look at just the numbers alone and yeah, man, it's, this is like stretch Armstrong thinks this is a reach, man. Yeah. And, and Matt's saying not a bit of a reach. That's a, not a bit, but a big, um, we got, we got the most, the biggest diehard bears fan. I know here, Schmidt, who's joining us right now, straight from his, uh, reality TV show, the real housewives of Utah, straight out of uh, rough and tumble, um, note to younger self. 
Seth Marks is uh, in some parking lot somewhere. Uh, I don't know if this is going to work out or not, but <laughs> you, 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 you've never pulled punches, Seth. The Chicago Bears today have gone out and drafted uh, two defensive players and a young man by the name of Velas Jones. Um, this is an interest. Bears fans are, are, having a, are having a rough one right now. Kyler Gordon seems like a solid cornerback, taken at uh, 38 overall, 39 rather, and then Waquan Brisker, uh, safety, 48, and now Velas Jones. Your thoughts? Well, first of all, Mark, thank you for having me. I have to say that the fact that Ryan Pace, Ryan Pace is not making any of these picks, I'm coming in <laughs> with a wide-open mind, a wide-open heart. I am super happy that Ryan Pace, the man that inflicted a lot of pain on us beer fans, is gone. So I'm going to come into this thing with a lot of optimism, and I'm going to respectfully disagree with your very articulate co-host. And I'm going to say we just got the Kurt Warner of punt and kick returners who was bagging groceries for three years to put himself through college, extended the college career, and is just getting started. We got the best kick and punt returner, triple threat guy you're ever going to see in the history of the NFL. We just got him. Let's go. Let's get that bus ready for Cannon. Fit him for the gold jacket. Let's go. V Lus. V Vaylus. Vaylus. George Hallis Parkway, baby. Nobody has more players in Canton than these guys right here in Chicago. And this is another one. You uh on your Instagram, you do note to younger self. You teach a lesson every single day. I never I've never been more inspired by anybody on social media. What is your note to Matt Eberflus as he takes over the 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 head coaching position with the Chicago Bears. Oh, man. I, I would just say, you know, to Coach Eberfus, is that his – how do you pronounce it? Eberfus? We, we call him the Flus. The Flus. Yes. I, just keep it real. Be authentic. Don't play <laughs> politics. Chicago sees right through the bullshit. Be totally authentic. Don't kiss anybody's ass. Be what Mike Ditka was in a modern era. The modern era Ditka slash Flus. Uh, yes. Be your authentic self. It's hard to do with all the money at stake. These guys kiss a lot of ass, and they're trying to, you know, sometimes tell us what we want to hear instead of what we need to hear. And we haven't had a coach like that since Ditka. So that that was a winning formula. You what, were you what were do, yeah. Go ahead. Like, what do Bears fans need to hear? Because we're desperate for a winner. We're sick of being patient. We have a, a quarterback. We think he's got some talent, but this front office, yeah, I'm just as glad that Ryan Pace is gone. Matt Nagy's gone here. I want to be optimistic, but what do Bears fans need to hear? We need to be honest with ourselves. What what do we need to hear? I I, I think, you know, when – anything's possible in this league it's you know it doesn't take a long time to turn it around these days if you get a great gm and a and a really good coach great play calling you know i i, I need to better understand who's calling our plays how in a, you know that's to me you look at these young minds in the game today that are these young coaches do we have that i don't know i'd, I'd ask you guys but no, if we, we, it, it, we the thing we'd love to hear is you could turn it around quickly today if you got the formula. Yeah, for, the hopefully, formula. hopefully quick, yeah. 
First time offensive coordinator Luke Getze. Hopefully, you can, hopefully you can do it. First time head coach Matt Eberflus. Hopefully you can do it. First time GM Ryan Pulse. Hope you can do it. First time ever on the show Seth Marks. Hope you can do it. I, I, I'm. At, I mean, you know, you know. Oh, let's let's take this into uh, into sexual terms. First time you walk into that room, it doesn't exactly go smooth. You need a little bit of seasoning. And the Bears. Let's be honest. I think judging by tonight, I still think we need some seasoning uh, going on here. But but f- fingers crossed that uh, it, it'll come quick and they're just naturals. I, but. I don't know. I, I'm optimistic. I think Fields is only going to get better. I think he's a special talent. If he gets the right, you know, just continues to develop, I think he could be special. And I don't know anything about this offensive coordinator. And I think today the game is won and lost with the play calling. It really is. I mean, the talent is so – it's never been more level in the history of football, and it I think it's the play calling. Uh, I mean, you need talent. I can't go all the way with you. There's but like, so much talent. But There's so much talent. I, I think I think something we might be sleeping on, Velas, Fluce. Fluce, Velas. It's it's it, it we're we're it's sort of in the in the in the realm of 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 of, of a of a synergy right there. Hey hey Seth. You're the man from a parking lot. I don't. I, I loved you on the move the whole show. I don't know why you had to be walking, but I loved everything. I just everything. left the Chinese restaurant. My wife's sitting at the table. <laughs> oh, nice. I want some eggs and orange chicken now. <laughs> say, say, say hello to the star. Can we see Meredith? Is she? Is she? Uh, is she? Look, she's uh, sitting over there. She's she's keeping a low profile. Low low profile. <laughs> you guys get recognized wherever you go. Check out the Real Housewives of Utah. All right. Enjoy the Big, enjoy your dinner. Thank you. Fan, keep Thank up you. the great work, guys. Thank you. X O X O. All right. Uh, 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 I I Seth is one of uh, a unique one. Schmidt, a little little on the fly here. I'm gonna have to DVR the Real Housewives of Utah. Got to check Bravo. Check my local listings for that. <laughs> yes, you are. All right. Hey, Gonzo, Matt, everybody else out there on the chat that have weighed in tonight. Brian, my main man. Yeah. A uh, bunch of people running through tonight, and, and Schmitty hopping in on the yeah to join us. Vern, yeah. Dan, Hunter, thank you, brother, for your help and uh, the guys coaching. behind the scenes. Definitely, it's a Friday yeah. night. They probably wanted to enjoy themselves, get a pizza, go out, enjoy some time with their friends and family and loved ones, and here they are having to talk to us, go through therapy about how bad the Bears' <laughs> draft was. And yeah, it's Friday night. It's like nine you, o'clock central. You said you wanted these guys stop fucking talking. You said you wanted three starters, and you drafted a special teams guy at seventy-one. Hey, he's a starter, starting punt returner, starting kick returner. He's two starters in one. It's a buy one get one free. Bear down, Chicago Bears. The pride and joy of Illinois. Well, that's This is just so bad. Like, so bad. This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. I really do not like this one at all. This, I mean, this is, like, this is bad. This is not good. I don't know if I could find any positives in this.
We got a safety who's a, a pretty good run defender. This is the pick you got for Khalil Mack. So the Bears traded Khalil Mack for Jaquan Brisker. This is just so bad. Like, so bad. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.